0: really is the leafiest thing ever to go into Edmonton and kick the crap out of the Edmonton Oilers for three straight games and be on top of the world and look as good as they've looked in the last, like we said last time, 15 years, then go into Vancouver and drop two in a row. First time all season that they've lost back-to-back games in regulation, and as is usually the case with uh, Leafs Nation and fans and media who cover this team, there's all kinds of narratives going around. There's the group of people who are upset and like this is the real them, same old inconsistency issues, trade William Nylander, whatever. There's another group of people and this is the camp that i'm in which is listen they've played a ton of hockey like they've like this schedule is insane it's every other night and it's like it's it's a lot and they looked out of gas they looked to me they looked out of gas for the first vancouver game and then in the later periods last night i thought they looked out of gas plus thatcher demko was excellent what camp are you in I'm in the, man, it's it's tough being a hockey fan. It's tough being a Leaf fan, and it's tough trying to discuss where the team's at with other people because, and I quote, after the game last night, Morgan Riley says, we need to look at ourselves in the mirror. And it's like, I know sports fandom doesn't make any sense and that's what makes it so great in a way is because you can be in a irrational you can have your own opinion you can agree you can disagree but it's it's amazing how you can play like you said the three best games you've played in forever and then lose two and it's like everything we talked about about them dominating the division people saying that there's no competition it's, it's out the window it's yeah. gone now it's yeah. like We need to stop taking things that happen in a series, in a game, and applying it to the rest of the season in the playoffs and start dissecting it by a game-by-game basis. It's like this is the NHL. You can lose to the worst team in the league any given night. You can come out and, and, and have your best game and have your worst game. It's hard to be in a definitive place of what your opinion is. My opinion is where you're at. This is a long season. You're playing every other night. You're playing against teams that are like the Vancouver Canucks flat out looked desperate and you don't blame them because you look at their record 11, 15 and two or whatever. And it's, they had to go out and win some hockey games and the Leafs just have been kind of on cruise control, winning hockey games in this division. And it's like, you just ran into a team that was more desperate and played better, not a good goaltender. Well, if you look at, to your point about desperation, if you look at um, this division underneath the Leafs, it's wide open. Yeah. Like it's wide open. Like the Calgary Flames, two coaches fired in the NHL this year, both in this division. Yeah. And it's for that reason. It's because playoff spots, two, three, and four in this division are wide open They're wide open. Hundred percent, and also you take into an account. It's like if you're going to make it to a conference final, this is the year. Yes, this is the year to do it because you just need to beat your division. Yep. You just need to focus right now. If you're a North Division team, you're looking at the Maple Leafs. Going, that's the team we need to beat. So that's the benchmark right now. You need to find a way to put together your team and a game plan in order to beat the best team in the division. that's how you get to the conference final. That's why teams are so desperate and are hiring coaches who are 75 years old is because (laughs) this is, if you're going to get to a conference final and Canadian teams have not been very successful over the past couple of years, when's the last time a Canadian team won a Stanley cup 1993. Yeah or even gone to a conference final. When was the last team that the, the senators no, and like, no, the Winnipeg jets, a the Winnipeg years ago. Jets. like yeah. it's just like a Canadian team hasn't sniffed the final in forever. No. So it's like, if you're going to get it done this year, this is the year because yeah. you just need to focus on your teams and your divisions. And right now the Leafs are the benchmark. So teams are going to start uh, adjusting their game plan, adjusting their roster to beat the best team in the league. Well, the, yeah, that, and the, they're they're bitten by the injury bug. Like, you watch Austin Matthews, right? Like, he's not 100% at all. No. He's not 100% at all. Like, they moved him on the power play because he doesn't have the velocity in his shot because he's got a bad wrist. Yeah, and you look at... Like, you look at the Canucks, too. It's like, they they kind of... They they showed a couple of clips last night during the intermission that... They, they were kind of irritating him a little bit. Yep. They were slashing them. They were finishing their checks on him. They were kind of giving him an extra little cross check. It's like... You need to stop the best player in this division right now. And that's how you slow this team down. Team, It's just, I think every game for the rest of this year, you're going to start to see other teams in this division do what they think they have to do to slow them down. And that's pissing off Austin Matthews yeah. and, and giving them that extra little poke to get him off his game. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. I think the crowd that um, after the Oilers series was like, oh, they're this is concerning. And they're going to be like the lightning were like the... These people should be happy. Like you should be happy about what just happened in Vancouver because it's a it's a reminder to everyone, even them, the guys on the team, that you got to show up every night. And what you were just saying, like the you're the measuring stick, you're the benchmark in this division, and these teams are going to get up to play you, and they and they have to win these games. Like you, you look at the Canucks and Flames specifically, okay, two teams that have like been have had crappy seasons thus far. They're right in it. They're right in it. Yeah, in the 100%. Division. They're right in it. Same thing with the Habs, same thing with the Oilers. And then you got the Winnipeg Jets. Hell, I would go as far as to say to you that if the Ottawa Senators got a f- some form of competent goaltending, they'd be in the middle of it too, probably. You're, you're on a three-game, four-game heater away from being in the conversation. Yes. Like, you're not You're not out of it right now. I think the Leafs have done a good enough job this season to kind of secure themselves as a, a top seed or a two seed, if they kind of slow down a little bit, I think they've had a good enough start to to kind of warrant themselves a, a spot in the playoffs right now. But yeah, you're right. Like you look at all these teams, you could have a below 500 record in regulation and make the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. And play the Leafs and have a chance to win the series. Yeah. Like I, I just, the, the whole narrative, the Leafs not having enough competition, it's like, that sounds so dumb now. Yeah. You're, you're a tour game two or three games slide away from just your whole narrative of your season changing. Like, let's just stop trying to take every win the Leafs have and just, like, somehow manifest it to, like, the playoffs. It's like, no, they lost two games in a row. They playoffs. can lose three. Playoffs. Playoffs. Um. Well, And it's just, like, the... It is frustrating. Like, what you're saying is so true. It's like, it is frustrating, like, going on... The roller coaster ride of the ever changing narrative, but that's just part of pro sports. Like you look at look at the Oilers, okay? Mm. Like it was doomsday after the three game series against the Leafs. It's over. Trade everybody. McDavid wants out. McDavid wishes he was a Toronto Maple Leaf. And what do they do? They go out and put together a nice win over the Calgary Flames. Yeah, it's good. Look at the Montreal Canadiens beat the Winnipeg Jets seven one or whatever it was. Yep. Mass kicking. Yep. So I just like. It's just all part of the journey. And listen, the Leafs are the Leafs. Like we were talking before we, uh, we started recording here and, and you said it and you're totally right. If you think that like the Leafs are going to go into the first round against one of these other teams and just steamroll them in a sweep, not happening. No, not no happening. way. Yeah. No chance. No, it's, it's, that's why the whole, you know what a problem is it's sports media. like, me and you we have a podcast we got to think of something to talk about every week twice a week you got guys who are on the radio every single day so you can't go on there and be like oh screw fans screw this it's whatever like people have to come up with a narrative to talk about i get that that's a part of media but it's just like it's just it's amazing how things can switch on a dime in this league and it's and, and me personally, and everyone tries to set up the I told you so narrative, right? It's like the Leafs won three games in a row. They look great. But there's the the section of the fan base that are like, they aren't that good. And then they lose two games in a row. And it's like, told you. Yeah. Told you. They lost two straight games. Well, that's what I was saying off the top. Like, there's there's that segment of the fan base. And I'm seeing it all over Twitter today of people who are like, this is them. The inconsistency. And it's like. I I get where that comes from. Like we've talked about PTSD a lot on this podcast and what it's like being a Leaf fan. So I get where that comes from, but at the same time, it's like, I don't think that's what this is. I think the NHL is a well-balanced league and I think you're not going to win every night. And I think when you're a team like them that has a ton of injuries and you're playing a team like the Vancouver Canucks who are like, we need to get our shit together. Yeah. We need to get our shit together here because we got to get back in the playoff mix. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Don't forget what happened to the Canucks the last time the Leafs played them. just absolutely embarrassed them yes and the Canucks seemed like a joke and then they win two big games against the best team in the division and now they now they have confidence yeah it's amazing hockey is is so different than every other sport every other sport requires like possession like there's basketball they got 24 seconds to shoot there's football you got you're on the offense you got four downs there's baseball. There's a team on hockey, hockey is just random. Yeah. It's random. The puck is just everywhere. It's going everywhere. It, it there's, there's different shifts changing every 45 seconds. It's just, it's so hard to take a little sample size of a hockey series. In, in in the case of this season and, or a couple games in a row and try to just apply it to the rest of the year, the way I see it. And I'm sure you can agree is, they get in the playoffs. Everything that just happened previously is—it's over. It's over. It's a brand new it's season. It's over. It's a brand new so season. You've got to ride the wave of the season, and, and take—and you got to look at things from a broader level. It's like, okay, they're eighteen 6, and two, great record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phenomenal. What? What first, first time? You ask? First time all season that they've lost back to back games in regulation. That's pretty damn good. Yes, like that's yeah. pretty damn good. You know, it's like, would you like them to continue their streak? Hundred percent. But it's just this is a league where things can just happen. And and when, when day one of the playoffs start, it, it's it's all that's gone. It's a new thing. So you gotta try to look at what the Leafs are better at overall. Like they're better defensively. Yeah. They they win more battles, I think. Yes. Uh their goaltending, their their depth of goaltending this year has been pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. They've got they've got good depth up and down their lineup. Like the fourth line has really clicked. Um, lately, with Spetza and Boyd, the third line of Mikheyev, Hyman, and Engval looks really good. Like when Simmons comes back, you got an opportunity to maybe move Kerfoot around and try out some different things, uh, or or maybe you put you start Simmons to get him back up to speed on the fourth line for the first couple of games. Like yeah. like oh like I'm with you. Like uh, the sky is is not falling to me, and I think no. people who. Who thought that this was just like they were just going to spend the rest of the season just like pulling a Tampa Bay Lightning and coasting and like winning the division by like fifteen points or whatever? It's not going to happen. No, it's absolutely not. Gonna not. Happen. And, and and I don't know if you want to bring up Freddie right now, but yeah. Well, we were going to get in. We were going to get into that. Before we get into that, though, I want to ask. Like, I just want you to like talk a little bit more. Like, why does the Riley quote bother you so much? <laughs> 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 oh boy this is a, this <laughs> is me this is me trying to get him going ladies this and gentlemen is quote look in the mirror as morgan riley would say and i got another one here i got another one here that i want that i want to read to you i got another one queued up right here it's on us to be in control of how we play it's just I think it's a lot of it's just like hockey culture, hockey isms. Yeah, yes. It's like, what is he really gonna say after the game? Yeah. Like, oh, we, we've been playing great, so so screw it. We had two bad games. He's he's got to like kind of own up responsibility. A couple bad pinches. Well, I that's uh, another thing too. So I was gonna segue into that. Continue, but we're gonna talk about him a little bit. Yeah, like he he, he had a couple bad pinches, couple not great plays on the defensive end. You can't really like, what is he really gonna say? But it's just, I find it so funny that. The pressure a hockey player feels to talk to the media, being like, Yeah, we really got to look at ourselves in the mirror. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you've had a pretty good year, yeah, man. It's yeah. like, maybe you're just tired. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you've just been playing hockey games. Well, every I, other day I, for two months. Like, I know. I know what you're trying to say. I, and I it's just, like, I know what yeah. you're trying to say. It's like, yes, the, the, what's he going to say after the game? I, so I, Totally understand and acknowledge that, but it's it's part of the the problem. Like I I rant rave all the time about like the NHL and and like the culture of the players and how literally like the the NHL for the most part is so boring. Like it's so boring. Like there's no interesting drama going on with players. There's like you don't see anything even close in the same ballpark as what goes on in the NBA in the NFL. Like nothing. Nothing remotely close. So you see that last night, like a cliche comment like that last night, and you're like, oh, all right. I know. I want to talk about him for a second, him being Morgan Riley. He's a sketch bag. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, like, thank God he's got TJ Brody. That dude just makes ill-advised pinch after ill-advised pinch, and he goes into the offensive zone, and he rarely does anything. Like, he, it's just I, – I, I find – more often than not and i'm not saying that he's been terrible that's not what i'm saying no no you're no. not you're not saying that no but i find more often than not that i watch him every night and i'm like dude thank god you have thank god they picked up tj brody to cover this guy's ass like and that's night probably in and night one out. of the reasons why they got him yeah. is is cuz he's been looking for that protection remember when ron hainsey was his protection oh, jesus like it was Cody like go out, CC. yeah go out and get a guy who can actually protect him and I feel like if you do a deep dive into Morgan's career, it's like he came in with some offensive prowess. In that one, he had a one year—I forget it was last year or two years ago—where he had a great year yeah. points-wise. But it's like he's kind of been in the middle of like the guy's got unbelievable speed. He does have some offensive prowess, but he's not a guy who's who's like one of the top point getters from defensemen in the league. Like yeah. it's just there is nobody I've seen on this team over the past three to four years who comes in breaks over the blue line (laughs) flying (laughs) and then he just boom right Right over over the the net net. there's the glass (laughs) it's out of the zone no there's an odd man rush for the other team or when he like or when they're on the power play and he does the same thing wires it from the blue line and it's just right over the net and just like if i was a coach i'd be like go in the hallway every time you miss the net 10 pushups in the hallway. Yeah. Like, just like, like the, what are we doing? Yeah. Major league where Willie Mays Hayes, every time he hits a foul ball, he's got to hit 10 pushups. But if I can just make, if I can just make one comment um, before we move on and talk about Freddie, this is my weekly. I appreciate TJ Brody comment. Cause there were a few times in that Edmonton series where the, the Oilers would get it back to Tyson Berry and he would just wire it right into someone's shin pads. <laughs> Tyson Berry yeah oh yeah he was the he was the big offseason every time I look at Tyson Berry or Alexander Kerfoot I'm like (laughs) yeah Kadri could have been our third line. yeah I know I know I know Nazem could have been our third line I know I said that a couple weeks ago when I was on the radio I was like honestly I think Kerfoot has been way better as a he's better as a winger yeah but the dude when, when I watch him it's like uh, all I see is like he should he should have a sign on the back of his jersey that says they traded Nazem Kadri for yeah. me because yeah. that's all I see. Yeah, or just player one because he's another guy. Yes. Yeah. What <laughs> do you start creating a guy in Chell, and it's just player one. Yeah. Or first name. Yes. Or whatever. But you it haven't is. you haven't like boosted any of his. Like, no. No. Money. You even made him at ninety nine overall and score one hundred and fifty goals in a regular <laughs> season. <laughs> <laughs> you've all done it don't yeah, tell yeah, me I you know, haven't I know, done it i know you I know. created a player and made him break gretzky's record records? for a season 100 yeah, yeah, percent bullshit if you have it 100 <laughs> percent bullshit uh, all right let's talk about freddie um where to begin with freddie we know how you feel about freddie like i kind like you're you're a freddie stan yeah, I'm a I'm a kind of in the middle on Freddie, and it's just like the second game against the Canucks was the perfect Freddie game because he makes some big saves, but he also just got sniped on. Yeah, yeah right he got sniped on right like so late it's in the like, game. Yeah, so it, to me, it really comes down to: Do you think you can win a Stanley Cup with Frederick Anderson? And I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. At this point, I don't know if you can. Yeah, that's a fair point. Like I, I, it's amazing how, like when we talk about knee it's like, you're where I am on Freddie and yeah. I am where you are. Like, it's like the opposite. It's like, I just don't think they have a better option. That's why I like him, but it's just, he's got a 2.8 goals against average 909 save percentage. Not great. Yep. He's got a great win loss record yes. for sure but it's just it's just those goals where he just gets like sniped on yeah. or he gets beat short side yeah. or through the five hole and it's just that's where people you've seen him for so long now or it's like you're waiting you've always been waiting for that next gear yeah. but it's just never it's never got there i i don't dispute the fact that people don't believe that you can win a Stanley Cup with him that you ha- you have a point 100% but it's just where i, I only come from a place where it's like you get, what are you going to do post Freddy? That's why I like him. I think he's stable in that sense, but like I do, I don't dispute the point where people are like, nah, he's not that good. Yeah. But I just, I just think he's the best you got right now. I you just gotta watch him. him. I just watch him. And like some of the goals he gives up and it just takes me back to like previous playoff series. Like I just see like some of these, like some of the goals that Canucks got and it's like, you're like you'll be in like game four of a playoff series, and yeah. like they've got a chance to go up three one, and he just lets in a softy, and it's two two. No, I can't. I five, can't. Right, I can't dispute he's been he's been mediocre in the playoffs. Yeah. Like he he has been. It's just it's a tough spot a, a goaltending position in this league right now. It's no. like you got to have a guy who can get you through the regular season and show up in the playoffs. Like it, there's only a handful of guys in the league who can do it. Andre Vasilevsky. Like, that's basically the only guy I could think of because he won the cup last year. Jordan Bennington, I guess. Yep. I don't know, but it's just, it's like you got the band aid backup. Who, who looks great when he's in the net can't but, stay healthy but yeah. he plays one game and he's done and then you got hutch who has been has been way better than he was last year but is still hutch like yeah he's still yeah. like just like yeah. third string goaltender there's it's, there's a there's a ceiling there for hutch it's a hard position and yeah. you look towards freddie re-signing and it's like hey freddie doesn't re-sign what's the plan i don't know well huh. i've well i've long maintained that they um that they'll they'll give it a whirl with Campbell, but you're right. If he can't stay healthy, they can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. But you look at Carrie price in Montreal guys making $10 million and has been mediocre and is one of the reasons why the goaltender coach got fired mid game. Oh, that's something. And, and the coach getting fired and it's like, man, goalies, Andre Bobrovsky, $10 million goalie again. I know Florida's doing pretty well, but like if you listen to people talk about Florida's game, they expect more from him. Goaltending is like I think it is the weirdest position in all of sports. And you like, also you gotta be, I always say this, you gotta be like a special type of guy yeah. to wanna be a goaltender. Yeah. For like sure. guys wiring pucks at you 100 miles an hour oh yeah hit your noggin any any second second. yeah and you're 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 concussed yeah like yeah it's just or hit you below the belt yeah down you go Yeah, yeah honestly all right let's talk about the winnipeg jets three games coming up against the winnipeg jets they are now currently in second place in the division seven points behind the leafs yep um two games in hand two games in hand and i think like you know if you look at them on paper, like to sort of bring this, make this about Freddie again, if you look at them on paper, like the Leafs are the better team, but Jets have a better goalie. Not by much. Yeah. Like, they're not the better team by much. Like, Mark Shifley is just as good as Austin Matthews, in my opinion, in terms of point production and and being a two-way center. Like, he, he's he's a great player. It's, it's going to be, this is... I know last week, not last week, but I think the week before that, we we foreshadowed the Edmonton series and I was like, they're going to have a tough time. And yeah. they go and play the three best games they ever played. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a broken record again here, but they're going to have a tough time in these three games. Yeah. Like Pierre Luc Dubois showed what he could do against the Leafs in the playoffs last year yep. in the bubble playoff. They're no easy out. No. Like, no way. No. Good goalie, decent defense pretty solid balance for forward group it's going to be a great series so do you explain the the um the loss to the habs is just like that's just the division and yeah that's just yeah that goes back to the start of the episode it's like what do you do yeah what do you do do you overreact from a 7-1 loss or do you just go that was a 7-1 loss let's move on burn the tape that's that's the balance of being a fan a coach a general manager in the NHL it's like do you just take that 7-1 loss and hang on it and be like maybe we're not that good or do you lose 7-1 and go you know what we're tired we suck tonight mm-hmm. it's just another night yeah like what do you do i don't i don't like to me it's never as bad it's never as good no they just so Montreal's desperate as well yeah. they've they've been on a losing skid and they had to win a hockey game so you got two teams going in playing each other Coming off losses, best two teams in the division. Let's let's see what happens. So to apply that to the Leafs, it's like it's never as as good as like them whooping Edmonton for three straight games, but it's not as bad as blowing the the five one lead to the Senators. And and last night they blew the lead last night. Although I don't think like I don't think they played. This is the problem I'm having with with everyone freaking out. Like I don't think they were that bad. No, I, th- I thought they looked tired. And I thought Demko was fantastic. I thought the first night, the first game, they were better. I thought yeah. they, they just, it was one of those weird games. It was kind of like the game. They lost to Calgary a couple games ago where they just like, they had their chances. They just couldn't get it done. They, they couldn't get into the middle of the ice. Couldn't get the chances. I thought last night, I thought they got outplayed oh, for the majority of the game, but you go up, you have a lead, you take a, you take a bad penalty. It's whatever they score. And then they score again. And it's like, Now this game's gone to shit and we think they suck. Like, it's just this this week, though, I'm pretty excited for these three games. Yeah, it's going to be legit. It's going to be a good three game little series. And we're going to see what happens. You get one team winning all three. You get the other team winning all three. It could shake up some 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 stuff in the standings. Well, it's good to have them, you know, like get back, get healthy, back home, get rested. Yeah, like that. That, to me, that's that's the biggest thing. Like, I I I truly believe like these guys are these guys are tired, man. Yeah. And when you got guys with like nagging injuries, like yeah, Austin Matthews, Matthews, a guy who scored a million games in a row, had a point streak, he comes back, he's cold now. Yeah. He's been he's looked pretty cold. Mitch Marner, one of the top point getters in the league, zero points in the last two games, couple dash twos. Like, you know, it's just. Like- Do you think there's anything to um like them them looking a bit cute like i thought the second game against the Canucks i think that's just, in their yeah, nature yeah yeah i think that's just like that's always been kind of a conversation it's mm-hmm. like get to the puck to the middle of the ice crash the net yeah and, and mitch is like one of the best passers in the league no doubt but like yeah he can get cute sometimes yeah. they can all get cute it's just it's it's just like but then another game goes by they crash the net they forecheck, and it's like oh it's all good yeah It's it's a tough balance. Like I feel you like it's I feel the fans. I get it. If you want to be in one camp or the other, but it's like it's so hard to keep a well-balanced look on the season when they just win three and lose two. It's like great road. Tavares said it last night. They went from a great road trip to a good road trip. Yeah, that's what happens in this league. It can just turn like that on a dime. Yeah, so Speaking of Johnny, I was happy to see him get that uh, get that clapper last yeah. night. He needed that. Yeah, that was a nice one. Yeah, but I think I think we need to start. I want to know like more opinions from the fan base from Tavares. Like it's just well, do you want to do you want to tell them what you texted me last night? Well, I don't a, know if that a, was a, irrational or not. Well, no. He <laughs> listen, listen. He's listen here. Here's what I said. I him. said he's a third line center. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but listen, he. I I don't think you're... The problem with that comment is he's making $11 million. Exactly, yeah. That's the problem with that comment. But that contract He he plays and he damn sure skates like a third line center. Man, he, like, I love Johnny. Like, I love that he came home. I love that they made him the captain. I love that he's from here. I love that he now owns the Toronto Marlboros. Like, I love it. Like, he's... I love him. But... God, he is slow. Yeah, he doesn't, Whoa, that's been man. his knock since day one. No foot speed, and I, he hasn't eclipsed a hundred points once in his career. He had his career high in goals, career high a couple of years ago with Marner. It's like I get when you go out in free agency, you got to pay a premium. But it is, it, it is. Sometimes you are watching him being like, yeah, ah, I'm cheering for you, but <sighs> man, sometimes you have the attributes of a third line center. Yeah, just. Just like, do you just want more out of him, But it is what it is. It is what it is. You just got to hope that he gets it on the rails and he gets it going. That yep. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. All right. On that note, uh, we got to get out of here. Um, we'll see everybody this week after uh, the jets games. Um, if you like the show and you want to check us out more, head to our Instagram at talking buds podcast. We are going to end every show now by saying, Leave a comment, leave a review, leave us a cheers. Some people were leaving us cheers this week. Love to see that. Thanks, everyone, for checking out. Go Leafs, go. Come on, let's go, Come on, let's go to the, go. the Blue Hotel. The hotel, the hotel, the hotel. I want to live, live at the Blue Hotel. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.